champagne pop It's my house, come on, turn it up uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins Well, good morning and welcome to Snyder On Call. I'm Julie Snyder and this is a test, not of the emergency broadcast system, although quite honestly, we could use a test from them anytime. Surprised I haven't had a test. This is a sound test for Ann Snyder to call in on the old $100 a month phone line so that we can see if we can get content to our people. We'll just wait for her to call. I've got to find my list of items to review. I mean, I would say good morning and welcome to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. The apocalypse has arrived just in time for Lent, Passover, everyone's marriage. I mean, I don't know what to say. Right now, I'm waiting for Ann Snyder to call in on our beautiful phone line, which as many of you know, is an investment that we made five years ago when we set up our home studio. Initially, the phone line was here for any callers because we fancied people calling in on a landline. So I've told Anne, for best audio quality, please call me from her best landline phone, and I've given her the number. She just texted me, who has a landline anymore? So uh, that's going to impact our audio quality. So let's see if she calls in. 54321. We've been getting messages from many of our listeners saying, where is the pandemic episode? It's coming. It's coming any moment. All right. I'm trying to adjust your sound. Hang on. And just talk. I put everything back together. All right, well, um, I am fully ready to do an episode and catch up and catch our listeners up on all things quarantine bad. I have moved myself to a quiet space in my home. I've got a headset on and I am ready to go. I have not had my breakfast yet, but I have had two cups of coffee. So welcome back to Snyder on Call. We just have said that we're here uh, remotely. Anne is calling in right now again because we just finished our sound check. I'm Julie Snyder. And just stay tuned because any moment you're going to hear the sweet, sultry voice of my co-host, Ann Snyder, who I'm trying to think how far she lives from me. I don't think very far, but we'll see where she is. I've got to turn up. Now I'm kind of worried. Hang on. Well, who could this be? Get me out of this house. Well, this Ivy held against my will. Oh my God! Welcome to Snyder. This is our formal opening, and even though I think I'm going to do sound check as our open, welcome, okay. welcome to the pandemic edition of Snyder on Call. I'm oh. Julie Snyder, <laughs> and I'm Anne Snyder. 
Okay, first question. Did you crack a window? Yeah, I mean, I've had the windows cracked on and off for the past 3,000 days. I've been outside. I'm, you know, I, I got more cleaning products going on in this place than... Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this. Sometimes you gotta stay in, and you know where I live. Yeah, you know what we is. Sometimes you gotta stay. COVID check, 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 check. COVID one, two, <laughs> one, nine. Know what day it is? I'm in like a COVID coma. <laughs> All right. At least I see you on the thing. It's just that you're recording voices coming in really low. I mean, we're going to have to we're going to have to work with it. I mean, it's it's the best that we can do. Pat, I'll I'll tighten it up and clean it up, but it's first of all welcome to the pandemic. I've been It's not great to be here. It is not great to be here. I think that for our loyal listeners, uh, many of whom have been sending us messages and saying, where is the COVID-19 special? We wanted to distance ourselves in the first couple of weeks of the pandemic to not appear, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, irreverent, irreverent, if you would, as as people, you know, are, are literally being stricken. So at the end of the podcast, I feel like Ann and I are going to give our somber message. And were we to be tapped for COVID, we want to make sure that we have some serious thoughts that we share with listeners. But we don't want to stay dark too long. So we're not going to talk about that right now, Ann, are we? Well, no. And I would say that even though we haven't been together in the same room, you have been pretty beautiful in setting up some Zoom meetings with me and several of our other inner circle members. And it's actually pretty funny to watch you on the Zoom because, you, you know, once everybody's on and we're in full Brady Bunch mode, you give us your update and you talk about everything going on with you. And then as we start to go round table, <laughs> I, think, I think you've forgotten. We can see you. So it's like you're doing your nails, you're checking your phone, you're unloading the dishwasher. Like you completely checked out the conversation once you said what you want to say. Well, and I'm always watching the clock. I mean, we only have 40 minutes. And normally I take up 38 of those 40 free minutes with the Zoom. Yeah, for sure. That is for sure. Well, I did, and put together an agenda, if you will, of items that I felt we should cover today in no particular order. And please, Anne, I'm sure you have items that you've been dying to talk about. These are the following items. Uh, number one, the new day schedule. So we have a whole other kind of day now. Item number two, meal prep and the last supper. <laughs> item, <laughs> item number three, laundry duty. Wow. Item number four, work from home, school from home, kill at home. <laughs> item number five is shopping like it's the apocalypse, because if yeah. you have a compulsive personality, and let's just say, and you and I are different in many ways, but I know we are both super compulsive. Yeah, that's for sure. 
I mean, the way I shop now, both when I don my mask, my rubber gloves, my white bubble coat, and and venture out, but once a week, that kind of shopping, as well as a, a very big uptick in online shopping, doomsday shopping, shopping like you might die before that Saks or Macy's credit card comes in and to be paid. So we, I, I do want to talk a little bit about that. Kids at home. Now, kids is a loose, loose statement, Annie. Yeah, I know that. Kids would include actual individuals under the age of 18 for whom you have legal guardianship duties. Kids would include all those college-age kids and beyond. Like, let's say you have a child who works for Amazon in Seattle who can work from anywhere and she's working from the third floor of our house now been here two weeks uh bezos sending out like videos and messages and all and telling everybody 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 could go work in the warehouse or do like a whole food delivery but somehow pagey exempt i mean my daughter exempt from that Oh. <laughs> um, husband question mark because both you and I want to want to dive into staying married uh, in the yeah. midst of the pandemic. Um, wow. t- trips not taken and the trips oh, the trips not taken. Do we do like our dear friend Poodle Walker and start posting? photo summaries of trips we have taken in the past or do we wallow in self-pity first world problems that the business trips that we were so looking forward to the family vacation to sarasota i mean trips Mm -hmm. trips not taken we got to talk about that um zooming with friends which uh i think we've sort of talked about um news too much too little <laughs> Social media, too much, too little. Um, and then sort of how to survive. You know, how, and are you surviving? How am I surviving? Um, is it the end? If this was it, you know, well, I know. And that's, and then health and welfare. Health and welfare, I thought we'd put at the very end because I feel like you and I, in our related day jobs, have some true insights that I do want to speak about and I want to hear, especially from you, Anne, on the front lines. Again, this is just a hobby, First Amendment right. Please don't let us lose our day job at this juncture. And I was thinking about the music we would play, and I'm thinking Sting, Don't Stand So Close to Me. That's a good one. What are you thinking? Uh, Flow Rider, My House. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Open up the champagne pop. Oh, 
I didn't even add. That's another one to add to the list. Day drinking. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean, I, I mean, day drinking and eating. Oh, my God. Health and welfare. We'll put health and welfare to include how to survive, to include our drinking. Well, Anne, I, I mean, to say the agenda's full, but quite frankly, uh, what the hell else does anybody have to do but listen to us? I got nowhere to be. I got nowhere to go. The, the, um, the very interesting thing is that our downloads have skyrocketed since pandemic <laughs> began. And we are over 7,000 downloads of Snyder on call. Yay! I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you to our loyal listeners and downloaders. Right? Isn't that awesome? Well, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, I don't know why, because (laughs) (laughs) we could just keep going. I'm going to take a little stop and then I'm going to start a new one. So hang on. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. (laughs) This is COVID on call. COVID on call. We'll be right back. (laughs) Sometimes you got to stay in, in. Welcome to my house. Baby, take control now. We can't even slow down. And we're back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Julie. I want to talk about working from home with working in air quotes. So the first, let's call it two and a half weeks of this thing, I was working from home, like, you know, popping into my office, which is a safe zone, like once a week for like an hour just to pick up phone messages, get the mail, and kind of make sure I had all the folders I needed to, to try and do my job from home. My child was, air quotes, working from home, doing distance learning, and he's pretty disciplined, so I, I really enjoy that. So we're both getting up, we're both going to our separate corners of the house, we're both doing our thing, we, we meet for lunch in the kitchen, and then we go right back at it. And my husband was going to work at his office for like the first two and a half weeks. Well. Monday of this past week, he started working from home. Well, uh, let me tell you how that's going. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys all on that one dining room table? Like, tell me physically, how do you guys get to your neutral corners? Because I'll tell you how we're doing it, but I think you have a little bit less square footage. Yeah, so my son, who has a full desk computer set up in his room... Um, doesn't want to do his homework in there because he feels, or schoolwork in there, because he feels like he needs to, like, physically move out of that space. So, like, I don't disagree. So he is over in my husband's office, like, with dual monitors, laptop, iPad. He had that, he got, he's, like, landing a plane in there for all I know. (laughs) I... I am out at the dining room table, and I have my little mojo working. And it really was working for, like, two and a half weeks. But then Monday, my husband set up on the other end of the dining room table. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now, not only does my dining room look like IBM or, like, Best Buy monitor display, now it's like the battle of, 
who who can be louder on their call with their work people. No. Because like, isn't he running, like, the help desk virtually? It's not the help desk, per se, but, like, he is, like, in IT, so he does take, like, a lot of calls and has to deal with a lot of... Triage. And Triage. Remote, remote nonsense. So, and then I'm on calls with, it seems pretty much, like, all day long. Like, rest assured, I have never worked this hard in the physical space of my actual office. A lot of people are saying that, Anne, that they have never had work so intensely for for eight full bloody hours or more. Right. Well, and then when you leave the office, a.k.a. dining room table, you are faced with, you know, being a short order cook and a laundry woman and a homework tutor and a dog walker and, you know... So I want to break this down a little bit more. First, I want to give a due respect to those neglected rooms in many of our homes, the dining room, because those dining rooms have really become home offices for so many people, myself included. Dinner parties. This is the dining room. Finest hour. Well, I miss having dinner parties. But I'll tell you, the lack of electrical outlets in the dining room, the tripping hazards, the inability of your dining room table height and dining room chairs to be adjusted have caused me a severe carpal tunnel syndrome. I have blown out my right wrist. I'm sitting on pillows. I've got a pillow under my wrist. I've gone to the drugstore not once but twice for those wrist guards. I mean, I am like, I have, the wheels have come off. I mean, I am an ergonomic nightmare. But the dining room table has really worked, other than, as I said, the lack of electrical outlets. I was going to go, I have a laptop and I did not, you know, because it was pandemic. I think my my last day in the office, ironically enough, I feel like it was Friday the 13th. Oh so gosh. that whole week we were, uh, as a company, really downscaling, deploying thousands of people to be able to work from home. And I was sort of just hanging back. I mean, I feel like it was the 13th or was it? I think, yeah, no, I think you're right. Friday. Yeah, I was still, yeah, I was still going in. And after a week at home, carpal tunnel, you know, trying to work off my laptop, I said, gee, is there any, like, can I sneak down to the office and grab my monitor and a keyboard and maybe even a mouse? And our company had arranged for me just to go in a week ago Sunday, or was it two weeks ago? I mean, really, I have no idea time, man. But I was, yeah, I was able to get a monitor, a Dell monitor that's really big, and a wireless, wireless keyboard and mouse. Now, it still isn't addressing my carpal tunneler. But I sure can see the screen now, and that has really been helpful. But I am on conference calls, and uh, 
It's exhausting. I mean. It is exhausting. And you know the other problem with the dining room table home office is that the break room, a.k.a. the kitchen, is just steps away. Right. And the refrigerator keeps beckoning. I know. Well, I don't dare talk about the eating throughout the day. I mean, I think it's best to just say, we feel you listeners, what's happening at your house with the snacking and the the intermittent carb loading, like it's happening all across America. Well, let's take a break. And because when we come back, I do want to talk about shopping both virtual as well as when we don our masks. Let's, uh, again, we're doing this on Sunday. We want to make sure (laughs) our employers know we wouldn't dare be doing this on a work day. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And you're listening to the pandemic. (laughs) You're listening to Cell Blocking. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Well, welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm patient, or I'm patient <laughs> number 24601. And one of the things that has really been modified, and I thank God Ann and I are still getting a paycheck because if and when that gets modified, we're going to have a 1 800 number, or we're going to have a GoFundMe page because. <laughs> Talk about a telephone. <laughs> I mean, I know it's first world problems, and we we are not at all trying to be irreverent. We're not making light. No, we're not. But as it relates to our own lives and shopping, um, I love to shop. I love to shop every single bloody day. I love the grocery store. I love my butcher. I love all the little neighborhood stores. I love small businesses where I get my flowers, where I get my undergarments. I have retailers, large and small, across the spectrum that I am on a first-name basis with. And the biggest impact has been the joy of shopping has been removed. Well, that's for sure. Uh, and do you have a mask? Uh, yeah, I work at a hospital. I got plenty of them. Oh, uh, well, let me let me let me recant. Not enough for everybody who's going to reach out to me after this episode. I have access to a mask every day. Mm. Well, so do I. So, do you wear it when you go shopping? No, really. Now I you don't even wear it at work. Do you wear anything? I cover, I've been wearing a mask or a bandana or an Hermes scarf <laughs> at, oh my God. at all times. Not. Why not? Um, I don't want to incite a riot. I just, I, I think that those things can get easily contaminated. And if you're practicing social distancing and you're washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, as well as doing your proper social distancing and not touching your face is key 
I'm, I'm not going to mask up. I think it's a further contaminant on my face. I love it because you're like one of the biggest germaphobes I know. So Well, and I also have like a very calm and rational approach to this. Now, I'm not going to say when I go grocery shopping, I don't see people wearing like gloves and masks and like goggles and Tyvek suits. Like I <laughs> And they wipe down their groceries with like wipes. Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah. we're not we're not there yet. And later on they're posting their takeout container or their DoorDash guy giving them their food. Like it's it's counterproductive. So what works for me might not work for everybody else and I think a lot of it, um, in addition to the symptoms of the virus, a lot of it is a little mental game. So, like, you might have a tickle in your throat and you might full-on convince yourself that you're sick. Um, I just think I'm, I'm a huge hand washer anyway, but the hand washing and most primarily the touching of the face is what I'm focusing on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, the actual shopping, every time I go to the grocery store and the drugstore... I am shopping like it's the last time I'm ever going to be able to shop. And I go in, I I am buying so much stuff, Anne. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. I know where... Yeah, but it's marginal need. It's like lowercase need. Like I have five bags of Juvalia coffee from CVS because in case the supply chain gets interrupted before the COVID ends. So I get worried about having enough. And honestly, the one thing I didn't have a lot of was TP. But I was able early on, like three weeks ago, to go to a couple of sort of lower-end drug stores where people were not yet aware pandemic was coming. And I didn't go crazy. Like, I have four or five. Mm, I probably have a total of 20 rolls here. And at first I thought, like, what's going on? Like, what's this about? But guess what? When you're at your house all day, every day, and the number of people here in my house has doubled, you know, compared to like when you're at the office going tinkle and twinkle, I mean, you're using up more of the supplies. Now, not like 20 times more. So we're... We're under control in terms of consumption of those goods, but well, I saw a good um, I saw a good news report about uh, it was specifically about the toilet paper, but it really could go for anything. They said it's the supply chain. The supply of these products is not going to stop. Production is happening, and the supply is there. The truck loads are coming. It is the panic. Hoarding, uh, buying that is creating the uh, the spiral effect that this stuff is never going to be available. Um, I, I agree, toilet paper is something you don't ever want to be caught without. But like, I think these people that are fighting in the aisles of the Target and the grocery store, you know, yeah, embarrassing, it's, it's embarrassing, really awful. 
Well, I do think that um, there's always the bachelor that you see at the store buying like ribs and barbecue sauce and chips and one one roll of Scott. (laughs) Those poor bastards are in trouble. I mean, those are guys going just in time inventory and that's a bad, it's a bad strategy. But I- That's a little dangerous. So now that we've, you know, as I said, I go up and down every aisle of the grocery store. I'm just buying stuff. It's just embarrassing. The well, a lot of it has to do with you're trying to make the most of your time out of a house as well. You want to leave no stone unturned. That's true. Now, the other thing that has happened is... Uh, I have really become obsessed with shopping online. Amazon is one place where I've never bought like food things or products that I would normally be able to go out and buy. But I would say more. Now I got to keep. Yeah. But I more and more I am buying things online and we have an amazing woman who comes and helps get the house clean every other week. She, uh, She's your housekeeper, just say the word. Well, I don't want to say it that way because it's only every other week. And But she and her sister had left their vacuum cleaner here. And because they couldn't come, I thought I'd try. I broke it. I, it caught on fire. The engine caught it started to smoke and I was like you burned out the belt. Yes. I don't know what I burned. It's one of those canister ones. I mean I broke her vacuum cleaner. So I had to go online and I ordered this amazing new vacuum cleaner by Bissell on Amazon. It's called the Pet Buster. And run, don't walk. In fact, if you want one, I'll order you one and send it to you. It is the most immediately gratifying thing I have done during pandemic is vacuuming all of our carpeted floors and seeing all the dog hair and dust in the canister and empty. I show it to my husband. I show it to my daughter. My son will not look. He doesn't even care. But it's like, oh my God, look how much dirt is in this house, number one. And number two, look how effective I am in my role as housekeeper. So I've had a lot of self-gratification. Well, I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. I, 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 I
had all the cleaning supplies are down in the basement and I put them in a bucket. We cleaned. I have three and a half bathrooms and every week, pandemic mode, we clean all the bathrooms. I say we loosely because like the 30-year-old daughter just like stands and watches me. She'll talk to me while I'm cleaning three and a half baths. Well, I can see you in full apron with <laughs> rubber gloves. Yep. Yep. Like some kind of bandana. Yep. Your hair, oh, yeah. I, I can totally see the whole thing with a blue fuzzy slipper. Yep. A- Amen, um, sister. How many times have you guys bothered to wipe off your devices or your keyboards? Regularly. Your Regularly. Yeah, I've got my Lysol wipes and I've got Windex wipes and I've got 70% alcohol surface sanitizer in a spray bottle from a local distillery. I think it's ha- it's 30% vodka, 70% grain alcohol. So, I mean, we're clean. We're clean here. And the other thing we're doing, in addition to always having the windows open and having a lot of fresh air circulate, is we are changing sheets once oh, a yeah. week. And we were on every other week, but now, uh-uh. Every pillowcase, every... And that, Blanket, everything. Yeah. And that leads to the next item, which is laundry. Oh, my God. With the laundry. It is insane. I am so scared my washing machines. If my washing machine or my dishwasher breaks, I'm gonna I'm jumping off the roof. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. If the laundry, if the washing machine or the microwave or the coffee pot or the dishwasher break, uh, I'm just going out into community. I'm not just I'm not gonna social distance anymore because that's it. Because <laughs> you might as well just get the COVID. Yeah, and again, this is comedy. Don't get mad. All right. Well, let's take a break because I want to just share a few things I have bought online. And then I want to talk about food. Oh, and I do want to talk about how my husband has found a recipe online for his own homemade hand sanitizer. What? <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, everybody. I'm Julie, and Anne's losing her marbles. <laughs> Welcome to my house. Welcome to my house. Morning comes, and you know that you want to stay. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I am Anne Snyder. And I'm Julie. And Julie, let me tell you a little bit about something else that's going on over here at one wacky drive Um, (laughs) one pandemic way one pandemic way in the early days of the virus taking on a whole new meaning my husband felt that there was going to be a shocking lack of access to uh, antibacterial hand sanitizer so in his ingenious ways, he went onto the the interweb, and he found a recipe for homemade hand sanitizer, and he made up a couple batches. Let me tell you a little bit about that. It is, you know, the bulk of the recipe is rubbing alcohol, and then the other, it's like, it's a two-three breakdown. Rubbing alcohol and aloe vera gel. Most people use it like if you've had too much sun and you're trying to calm a sunburn. 
So it's the uh, alcohol, it's the aloe vera gel, and then eight to ten drops of your favorite essential oil. You mix all that up in a spray bottle, and that becomes a hand sanitizer. So at first I just thought, like, this is it. I'm going to have a front row seat to a nervous breakdown. He's in there like a like Bill Nye the science guy. Mad scientist. Yeah, like crazy lunatic. When I tell you we have a little spray bottle of this stuff in every room of our house, and it's actually really awesome, it's, it's not super harsh on the skin. It smells great. And when we run out, he can just whip up another batch, and it gives him something to do. So, How did you have um, rubbing alcohol? Because we are human beings, and we have rubbing alcohol in our house for cuts or you know, just basic first aid stuff. I only have like three ounces of that left. Well, you better save it, Kitty Dukakis, for when this thing gets real. <laughs> I, have, I oh my. Sit downstairs and keep it for your moonshine recipe. I have. COVID week six. I just uh, called our favorite liquor store and gave them my order Gave them my credit card. I pull up. I call them. They're like, hi, Julie. <laughs> they load it right in. I will say that there has been tons of cooking at my house. And we are still taking out because we are supporting small business. I know people are like, oh, my God, that's COVID. And you know what? No, we, I can't. I cannot cook no, I can't 24 meals a week. I mean, breakfast, we, can, we figure it out. But lunch... I'm telling you, we've been doing soup and sandwich. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like a freaking diner over here, open 24 hours. And then I get that everything from breakfast to salads to fish fry. Like I had it. Then I get that all cleaned up, and it's like time to get dinner ready. And you know, whether we use the crock pot, I still have the Instapot and that pressure cooker, whatever that's called. Um, the air fryer and the Instapot are down in the basement because I believe me, I'll get my way to them, but we are having like great dinners, pulled pork. Didn't you come up with like eight things to do with hamburger? Yep. Let's go through that list. (laughs) Well, you've got your basic all American hamburger cheeseburger situation. You've got the grammar school and high school favorite, Sloppy Joe. You've got your um, your tacos or any kind of nacho combination. Uh, for those of you who want to take it a little bit more high-end, you could do a shepherd's pie. Um, if you live with a freak like I do, meatloaf has got to be in your playbook. Hamburger helper. Hamburger helper, which we steer clear of, but we love a big pot of chili. Not, you know, like that, that'll stretch for a couple of days in this house. Yeah, because chili um, on the second night can be used for tacos or nachos. Amen, sister. And we've also gravitated to the ground turkey and ground chicken just for fun. Wow. Well, we have done the whole beef tenderloin, and then we turned it into stroganoff. We've done a whole turkey breast. We've done the spiral ham. I'm telling you, like, every night is the last supper. And we have been eating together at the table. I think that this sort of leads me to one of the discoveries of this pandemic, which is how really nice it is, even though we're all in the house, 
to like sit and have dinner together. In my former pre-COVID life and schedule, I was out four to six nights a week, literally. And so dinner was always on the fly or grab and go or here you go. Now I'm headed out or my husband would pick it up for he and my son. And I mean, it's a real eye opener to like the, the, the over scheduling, even of a, like a smaller family of like three or four people, just how everybody is constantly, constantly on the go. So it's been a great sort of wake up call. And that part I am really, really thankful for. But the whole meal prep and trying to manage leftovers, I mean, it, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Well, and then my high school junior says to me yesterday that he's working on a research paper for science, and he wants, starting today, he wants to try up a plant-based diet for two weeks. What? I said, uh, okay. <laughs> He's going to make a grocery list, and he wants to suit up and go to the grocer and pick the items for his plant-based diet uh, study, and he's going to track his weight and his velocity and his speed and his energy. He saw a a Netflix uh, documentary called Game Changers and how uh, athletes are turning to plant-based proteins and a plant-based diet. So that's the topic he chose for his Cripes. I wish y'all the luck. The the one thing I do know, um, and from you and I being on our keto, this is like the, the so uh, the way I'm eating is so opposite of keto. It's the and I feel it. I feel it in my joints. I feel it in my belly. I know if I didn't have clarity January one, I'm gonna have a June one that I gotta get. Sure. I gotta give this all up. But there is like a bit of gluttony that I tie to like a suppressed level of anxiety that this is it, and I better mm-hmm. stock up now because I don't. I don't know why. Like I don't know, Anne. I'm drinking. Say, well, I'm I eating. Say, I will say conversely that um, I have noticed more physical fitness going on in my little neighborhood over here. The dog walking, the bike riding, the jogging, the running, the, the, the kids taking, the families taking walks. Like, I don't even know who half these people are, and then I see them go in the house across the street. <laughs> wow. So it is a real sense of getting out and doing something other than sitting in the house as best you can. Well, that's true. And I do think people are getting physically active. And I am a big proponent of the parks. If you do uh, are philanthropically inclined, in addition to helping food banks and first responders, you know what, write a check to your park system. If, If there's a conservancy or a park that you love, you know, make a little donation because it is a really amazing sight to see so many people out using the parks. And again, these are people that have nothing else to do. You know, look what happens when there's nothing else to do. We're walking, we're talking, we're taking care of our kids and our animals. Holy moly. I feel like I just turned into, like, a PBS channel, like, with a telephone going on. <laughs> well, I, I just, I want to know when it's going to end. When will it end? I've had it. All right. We're going to be right back. We want to talk a little bit about trips not taken. 
Uh, this is uh, Snyder on call. I'm Julie. Oh, man. We'll be back. Morning comes and you know that you want to stay. Close the blinds, let's pretend that the time has changed. Keep our clothes on the floor, open up champagne. Well, welcome back to Snyder on Call. This is Julie. And yeah, and I'm already getting texts like people cannot live without us for like 30 minutes. Where are you? I mean, I'm coming. I'm coming. So I do want to just say my husband's been amazing. He has taken up. Well, he always does trout fishing, but he goes trout fishing a lot now. Um, uh, Well, I don't know. He's just out of the, you know, when he's not at his office, he's trout fishing. You've also been sending me a lot of videos of him working on stuff outside the house. Oh, yeah. My yard so, looks like a country club. I mean, he... he he's been real busy outside the four walls, and I can't imagine what's so different all of a sudden. <laughs> he feels the need to, to get in the great outdoors. Now, one of the issues that we are dealing with as a result of this, of this whatever, pandemic... Uh, which can you even believe we're living in a pandemic? What the hell is uh, unprecedented times? Yeah, is the fact that this time of year, really from February first till May first, is peak travel time for people that live in the Northeast. They get the hell out of the Northeast. We go to Florida. We go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Las Vegas. I had some business trips in Chicago, and guess what? I had a trip to Portland, and I was going to fast-track the weekend up to Seattle to see Paige and stay at the Westin and do a spa weekend. I have had to cancel every indulgent trip of my entire year in the last 30 days, and I am heartsick about it. How about you, Anne? Um, I am heartsick about it. I was really looking forward to it. I had like a two-week trip planned that was actually, I was supposed to actually leave for that trip this coming Tuesday. Ugh. So to have to undo, unplan, and like unpay for all of that, and like just the invited guests, like my parents were coming, my sister was coming, We are renting a place in South Carolina. We are doing spring training for the kids. Like, it all had to be undone and unraveled. But, like, I just think every day about, like, where I'm going to go when I can go anywhere. Well, that's the thing. I think there's going to be so much pent-up demand. Like, I do think we're going to get on the other side of this. And I think once they get everything sterilized, wiped down, and reset... The airlines, the hotels, the hospitality industry, restaurants. I mean, it's going to be a new day. And I know that Americans are going to just go crazy within capacity to get back out and connect, if not locally at restaurants. I cannot wait for trips. I've already been talking with a good friend of mine. Sorry, and not you. <laughs> Another good friend of mine about Vegas about Vegas with our daughters as soon as this whole thing is lifted. 
I mean, I I cannot wait to get back. And really, more more importantly than taking the trips, the experience, being with family. Now the reality is, I don't need to be with my family anymore. I just want to go on a trip alone. Get the heck out of here. I want to travel with friends. I mean, Annie, think about the last trip we took, New York City, and look at what that city is going through now. Ugh. Well, like a science fiction movie that will not. um... Since we can't travel now, uh, I will say that I have gone back through our pictures of New York City and I actually went back and listened to the last podcast. And what fun that trip was. That was such a great trip. Oh, I only remember like 60% of it because I was so drunk. <laughs> well, I still have the one picture of you laying on the bed <laughs> when the guy came knocking to tell us that there was a, a miss. Oh, yeah. Well, what'd you call him? T Bone? T Bone. There was a misunderstanding. And he said his name was. Timothy, and I was like, oh, no, 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 it's not. Well, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was, have you guys watched Tiger King on Netflix? What the heck? Yes, I've watched it. It's so crazy. Like, these weird, crazy people live among us in the United States. It's insanity. Well, not only do they live among us, but they've got more tigers and lions and bears and monkeys than zoos do or that are out in the wild. What the heck? I can't. I think that the timing was brilliant for this documentary to be released because even no matter how despondent you are, no matter how depressed you are, no matter how much anxiety you might have, I'm going to best you because I'm going to let you watch Tiger King's life and that cast of characters I mean, it. you say truth is stranger than fiction. I mean, they are, they are baddies. I will tell you, I'm, I'm opening my, you know me, normally I've got like pretty tight guardrail on what I will allow into my brain in terms of television viewing. Um, but I have been watching all kinds of stuff on Netflix, on Amazon, because like, when I'm done working and being a housekeeper and, like, doing all this other stuff, like, I just can't settle down. I'm, like, up at all hours of the night. So Me I'm too. Watching, I'm watching all kinds of crap. Well, I'm up much later. I'm having dreams, which I haven't had for years, very vivid dreams, mostly around grieving somebody's death, which I shouldn't even laugh about, but... I mean, I there's just so much darkness. Yeah, I think everybody's everybody's having those dreams, you know. And um, we've joked about it, but I do have a will. I have a health care proxy. I have a power of attorney. Uh, you know, I think you're like executress if everybody else dies. You're you're da- you're a little bit further down food chain. <laughs> And I, the the irony is you're the only one that knows passwords to all my credit cards and where all my merchandise is. Yeah. So I want to make sure that if God calls us home, that you and I are well-dressed and, uh, and the memorial service would have to be held at a later date. Yeah. And to, I mean, for God's sake, I said this to my, uh, my childhood friend from kindergarten. 
don't even think about dying without me. I can't. Like, it's... Yeah, we're... We're going to stay strong. We're going to stay strong. We're going to get to the other side of it. We're going to really support and applaud all of our frontline people. And I know, Anne, you've got a front row seat into what a major hospital health system is doing to respond and prepare in our market. And it's here and I think uh, the numbers are very low. I mean, misleadingly low, right? The number of confirmed cases, I keep saying multiply it by 10. So yeah. it's a total, um, totally low numbers because nobody has tests. The lesson, right? Pandemic scenarios, the one scenario nobody thought about is what if there weren't tests? And that is the tragedy of this pandemic, I think, one of them. Yeah, I think for sure. I've just really, like, what I hear or what I'm privy to on a daily basis in meetings and stuff, like, that's, that's all I allow into my brain. I don't have the news on all day long. I don't really read a lot about this stuff online. I just... I have kind of compartmentalized it, and that has really helped me a great deal. Well, that's it's good. Just, I'm living it's it. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I'm living it 24-7. But Perfect. I have, going into week three, I have really uh, set parameters so that, like, evenings and weekends, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to log on, you know. Uh, I'm not going to get crazy on work email or even work because I really need to hit the pause button. And I think that maybe that's one of the biggest lessons of the pandemic. We all needed to pause. We needed to get away from our political fighting, the divisiveness within this country, dare I say, within this world. We needed to quit being so self-focused. Nothing grounds this country like seeing New York City going through the pandemic. It's just, it's 9-11 with a tsunami to follow. I have never seen anything. I never imagined anything. Laughed at the preppers, laughed at the people that were stockpiling, laughed at, you know, epidemiologists on PBS talking about there's always a chance that a pandemic could hit the, the world. Well, guess what? Like, now I get it. I take it for real. And I just pray for our country, you know, and really the world. Because I I think the other lesson is that it's not like the olden days in the 20s and 30s when there was a, a pandemic sweeping another country or another continent. And people in the U.S. said, who cares? You know, not who cares, but it's not going to ever make its way here. Well, guess what? This we're a global economy now, and people are flying in and out of every international airport, and that is a big way that this has spread. So we got to figure it out, Annie. I well, just just a couple of quick bites. Doctor Fauci is my homeboy. Jesuit. Anything, yeah, anything he says, I soak it up like a sponge, and I pray he he survives. So do I. And that poor guy, like when he's shaking his head and like rolling his eyes, <laughs> I just want to stand next to him and giggle. So like, love, love me some Doctor Fauci. The other thing is, uh, just just yesterday, did you see the the interview between Chris Cuomo and and Andrew Cuomo? Of course, I'm on the edge of my seat and, when those brothers talk. So hilarious. 
only a couple of politicians and their their uh, their daily grind, if you will, with their updates. Like I, I kind of I don't watch too much of that, but like in the evening when I'm scrolling on the internet and something some one funny highlight from that might be on there. I, I do giggle a little bit because you gotta get like if we're not laughing, we're crying, right? Right, and we are seeing the human side of everyone. You know, everyone is doing interviews from home, we're really getting an inside look at the fact that we all have so much more in common than apart. No, we're also getting an inside look at some of the, the way that some of these people live. Like, I don't even care what they're saying as much as I'm, like, scrolling the background and seeing, like, what's on their bookshelves and, like, what's doing in that pile of clothes over there. Like, I'm so distressed. <laughs> well, Ellen DeGeneres' house is stunning. And poor Portia. I'm getting tired of Ellen. I, quite frankly, I want to see Portia de Rossi. But that house is fabulous. Oprah's home is beautiful. Who's the guy on entertainment tonight? Because his kitchen is the bomb. And he's... L- yeah. Jimmy Fallon doing the Tonight Show. Oh, Jimmy Fallon has been great. And when he and his wife took the walk around their Hamptons home, oh, my God. And how about Kelly and Ryan? I have not seen Kelly and Ryan. They're super cute. They are super cute. My daughter says that all the TV shows are going to really hit the wall because, like, American Idol and The Voice and... The Bachelor. The live, the live episode. There's nothing there. I mean, they've had to all go on hiatus. So, whew, Pat, I mean, it's going to take a year for a year, maybe two for the country to, to rebound. But I hope it's a new tomorrow. I hope we're better, smarter, wiser, healthier. And I sure hope. I was the good news is, is that we can get, now that we figured out how to, how to dub each other in, we can figure out how to do more Snyder on Call episodes and really catch our listeners up. Oh, you're right, Pat. You're right. Well, listen, I've got to go because I've, now I've gotten four texts from downstairs. I mean, they're streaming. My husband wants to stream Palm Sunday Mass on the TV with his Google TV off my Facebook account. So I got to go down there and get that ready. And uh, other than that, just please, thank you, listeners. Message us if there's any topic or question you want us to cover. Because like Ann said, we've got this figured out. We're here for you. We're here for each other. We are really here to cheer on all you moms and wives and amazing singletons who are forging through. I don't know how the moms with little kids at home are doing it. Like, be strong, girl. We're, we're with you, but we're we're and by the way, all the COVID babies that are being born and the COVID babies that are being conceived. <laughs> not you or me, not you or me, not you or me. Well, listen, wash, distance, don't stand so close to me, but call, connect, Facebook, FaceTime, Zoom time. And Anne friendship so important so important and you are such a dear friend and i'm so glad you're healthy and your family is and let's try to just keep at it let's just keep at it we got to get to the other side don't leave me i won't (laughs)
But if I do, I have a nice bequest for your institution. Excellent. I got to get out of this house. I've got. All right. We'll take a walk with the dog. <laughs> All right. Love you so much, Annie. Take care. And thanks, thanks to our listeners. This is Snyder on Call, and we'll be back real soon, ladies. Thank you for listening. Open up the champagne, pop. It's my house, come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in and Welcome to my house Baby, take control now We can't even slow down We don't have to go Ha, ha, ha.